Thank you for joining us today with Newly Awakened Ministries. Guys, I'm so excited for today. I'm so excited for what God has for us this morning. And guys, I am so pumped to tell you about my friend pastor luke pastor Praise luke remington man he is an awesome man of god man he has one of the most pure and fervent hearts man that uh, i can say i'm so glad that he, i can call him a friend uh you know he is a youth pastor at abundant life church down in locust drove grove georgia and dude how are you doing luke man i'm awesome it's an honor to be here it's an honor to be with you, Andrew, my friend, my brother. It's an honor to be before your audience, before your platform. It's an honor to share this live with you. I'm excited to just come here, talk with you, celebrate all that God's doing. It's an honor to be here. Me and my wife, Gracie, are so blessed, so happy to know you guys. And like I said, man, it's a true honor to be here. I'm doing wonderful. Awesome. Awesome. So, dude, um, what can you tell you? What's been going on with, uh, with, with the youth down there in Locust Grove? Yeah, so I, I, my wife and I serve here in Locust Grove, Georgia. It's about 30 miles south of downtown Atlanta. We serve at a red-hot revival church called Abundant Life Church. We are here at the main campus. Uh, we're an international ministry. We have uh, church plants across the seas. We have some church, more church plants here in Georgia. We, we're a ministry that is committed to seeing a global revival of sons and daughters being raised up and released into kingdom purpose. And so I actually was discipled here. I met my wife here. I was poured into here, baptized in the Holy Spirit here. And in 2018, I got the privilege of coming on staff here at the church that I was discipled at raised that, poured into at, met my wife at, married that. I'm serving here now. Uh, this is my fourth year. I'm coming up on four years uh, here serving. And man, in the past four years, we have seen God absolutely awaken a generation of sons and daughters. We have seen literally hundreds and thousands of people come to Jesus. We've seen hundreds of students baptized in the Holy Ghost. We've seen crazy, miraculous revival moves happen in the hallways of our schools. We've seen, I mean, everything from our sons and daughters casting out demons in the skating rink to seeing miraculous healings on the football field. We've seen literally just some of the most mind-blowing things happen. So, man, God is moving in ways that are really Unless you're experiencing it, it's hard to really explain unless you know what I'm talking about. But we are in a sovereign move of God here at our house, and, and we're just happy to be here stewarding the flame of a generation. Dude, that is awesome. And that just gets me stirred just hearing it, dude. Um, you know, I know, like, God, got it, I, I mean, it, he is really on the move. I mean, I really loved it. I mean, uh, there, I even one of your guys had the tent revival last year. Yeah, dude, yeah, like, yeah. that was powerful. Like it was, yeah, it, it was a great outpouring. Um, Sovereign, yeah. yeah, dude, it 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 was great. I I mean, yeah. I remember like I, I mean, like I, th I'm pretty sure I think I fell out. No one even had to lay hands on. I was just like, whoa, you know, the move of the spirit <laughs> yeah. God was just going over. We were in the river, bro. Yeah, we were yeah. in the river. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, man, so. Uh, you know, you said that, you know, you met, you married your wife there. How long have you and Gracie been married? So me and Gracie have also been married coming up on uh, four years. We got married June 1st, 2018. We stepped in here as student pastors uh, July 1st, 2018. So my wife and I are about to celebrate four years of marriage. She is my treasure. She's my best friend. 
she is a better everything than me and she makes me look good so it's an honor to to know her and to be with her and to literally that she puts up with me it is a miracle in and of itself and so yeah we've been married coming up on four years now been in the ministry coming up on four years now we were both saved raised discipled in this ministry and in this town and yeah man so four years me and my wife have been officially married yep dude that is awesome that is so great. And especially since you and you guys are uh, amazing examples, I can tell you, especially for your youth, uh, you know, you know, I'm so glad that God has placed you where he has, uh, because, you know, everywhere that you guys go, God, you know, he's he's doing something real. He's doing something genuine. He has a fresh yeah. outpouring. And so, yeah, man. And uh, I know that your wife, she is so experienced in the media side. I mean, she's been doing a whole bunch. I know she used to work with the church. Uh, and then I saw where she just had a business open up. Uh, is that yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So she is just opened a business that does a little bit of everything, but it focuses on rebranding and marketing. And her business is called Beloved Design Company. And really her heartbeat behind this is to reveal the heart of the father through media, through merchandise, through web design. Her heart is to reveal the, the revelation that we are beloved sons and daughters of the father. And so, man, she does a whole lot. She does logos. She does websites. She does marketing. She just released her very first clothing line for the spring. So if you want to visit Beloved Co. on Facebook, buy all the merchandise. It's cheap. It's good quality. And it is a great way to remind yourself and the people around you that you are loved more than you could ever imagine. And there is no one, and I mean this, there is no one that I know that walks in more of a revelation of beloved identity than my wife. Mm. It is as though she truly, truly understands more than almost anybody I've ever met that she is a daughter of Yahweh. And man, so yeah, she does that. She does phenomenal at it. She she has experience uh, in the secular field, in the ministry field, and now she partners with people to help their dreams come true and to reveal the love of the Father through art and design. So yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome. So, in which ways were they able to connect her uh, connect with her again? Uh, you can go. You can visit uh, her Facebook is Beloved Co. Her mm-hmm. Instagram is Beloved Co. Um, and uh, you can also find her on Facebook. Her name is Gracie Remington, um, and you can find her there and that'll link you. But if you look up Beloved Co., you'll be able to find uh, find all of her stuff there. There's where the merchandise is for sale there. You can contact her for logo, marketing, media, uh, website, anything you need, rebrand, business cards, whatever. You can get in touch with her there uh, and, and, and we would be pleasured to serve you in that department. Yeah. And man, yeah, and I can say like she is an awesome woman of God. Uh, yes, and sir, she is. Luke, uh, you guys are such a power team and you guys are awesome. So if you guys don't also know this, uh, Luke, he also, he's an amazing evangelist. And so he goes uh, from to churches, he goes to, re- he does revivals, uh, you know, he does a lot of things. So, um, dude, can you tell us a little bit of uh, your history with just yeah, sure, sure. evangelism? Sure. So I actually started out uh, in, in ministry 
traveling and speaking. Um, when I was when I was young, I was getting invited to some revivals, some conferences. Uh, you know, 17, 18 years old, I was preaching here some in our youth group, preaching some here in our church, and I was getting invited to some conferences, some revivals, and then I led a team here doing uh, street ministry. So we would go out on the street, we'd go into neighborhoods, we would preach. We would see miraculous healings. We would see cities, literally entire towns, flood the, the ministry that we were doing, get saved, healed, baptized in the spirit. But I was traveling, kind of uh, doing some local revivals, doing some local conferences. I, I have a, I don't, I don't want to call it a niche, but for some reason, uh, along with like uh, adult services and youth services, God, for some reason, has ordained, it seems like, me to be used in the context of football. And mm. so people, people invite me to, you know, I'm the chaplain of our football team here in Jackson. And man, we have seen over the past five years, we have seen revival touch our, our football team. We've seen them come here and the whole team just about get baptized. And, you know, one particular moment happened a few years ago that really shook honestly the community is we had a young man who had broken his ankle. It was our starting running back. We called him fat, man. He's not fat. There's not an ounce of fat on his body, but he eats like a fat man, okay? He's out here in incredible shape, like literally probably 2% body fat, just insane athlete, but he never drinks water. He only drinks soda. He eats like he should be a fat man, you know, but he's not. He's our starting running back, and he actually broke his ankle during a game, and, and the Holy Spirit really impressed upon me to go out to practice, lay hands on fat man, and, and see him heal. And so what I did is I went out to practice. I told Coach Myricks, I said, Coach, after practice, I'm going to come. I'm going to offer prayer for the team. So Fat Man comes, uh, fat man comes to, to me. I explain kind of how we have the right to healing through the gospel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, talk through receiving healing by faith, how God wants to heal, how God is willing to heal. And so I had some oil and I anointed my hand. I bent down. And I anointed fat man's ankle. And as I began to pray, I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I command this ankle. And as soon as I said that, I heard two loud pops, pop, pop. Mm. And, and fat man, this is just, this is how it is out in the streets. You know, people get used to a church bubble. He, he stumbled backwards. He said, man, did you feel that bleep, bleep? I said, <laughs> I, I did, fat man, did you feel it? He said, yeah, man. I said, well, how does your ankle feel? He starts moving his ankle. He says, Preacher, I got to be honest with you, it's completely fine. And he actually takes off his sprints. He does a 100-yard sprint. Couldn't, couldn't walk on it before this. Mm. There's a 100-yard sprint. So now I'm full of faith. If I stand up, I say, anybody else who has an injury, come here. And if you believe the Spirit of the Lord will heal you the same way he healed that man. We laid hands on 26 other football players and watched as God literally healed knees that were swollen this big. It just he, he, he would touch the young men and they would decrease. We watched him heal broken fingers. We watched heal broken arms watched him heal all types of injuries and at the end of the at the end of the time of healing I, I got the opportunity to pray the prayer of salvation with several young men but fat man stayed behind and it was just me and fat man on the field and he said pastor I want to live for Jesus but but it seems like I don't know how I'm raised around all this uh, craziness, all these, the, the, this this just this he, he was raised around some things man and and so 
I said, fat, all you have to do is come to him and he'll break the power of sin. He'll baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. He's not calling you to live for Christ. He's calling you to die at the foot of the cross, get on the cross and be resurrected in new identity. It is no longer going to be you that lives, but Christ that lives within you. So I laid hands on him and it was just me and him. There was no sound system. There was no lights. There was no microphone. There were no altar workers. It was me. In fact, man, it was it was a son of God coming to another potential son of God saying there is there is room for you in the family of Yahweh. And I laid hands on him. And in 30 seconds, he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. He began to speak in other tongues. He actually fell under the power of God on the football practice field, spoke in tongues. And literally, man, I just kind of left him there because he was out so long. But 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 I was back, you know, uh, later on in the week. But I was like, hey, man, I actually I had to go to a prayer meeting at our church. I couldn't miss it. So. Uh, God really wrecked his life, but for some reason, you know, when I first started in ministry, I was getting booked for a lot of football camps, and, you know, I would get booked for a lot of football camps once because they were expecting me to come in and give a, you know, quasi-motivational speech and throw Jesus at the end of it, but I would come, I would preach the gospel, revival would break out, they would end up not being able to go to practice because people were getting so wrecked by the power of God because sons and sons were coming back to, to salvation, and so, man, that's where it all kind of started for me, really, is I just found that with, with football camps. And then uh, I just kept getting asked to these different places. And then I would get asked to, like, Christian school assemblies. And, you know, revival would break out. And I would get asked back to some. I wouldn't get asked back to others. And then it just kind of went from, you know, I would get invited to some youth conferences and, you know, preach there, the glory of God break out. And then I would get invited to some adult services. And so that's kind of how everything got started for me. Then I came on staff here. Uh, and, and since then, I've been focused here. But I do take dates. I love going to preach. I have some dates uh, scheduled coming up, man. And when I, when, I, when I go to a place to evangelize, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching not to the people there. I'm preaching to the city. That's my heart. I want to see revival opened over cities and opened over regions far too long we've considered revival as a holy ghost dance shout fall out in the floor and speak in tongues and those are manifestations and signs of revival but if our churches are full but our streets remain unchanged we don't have what we think we have but what is happening is god is raising up apostolic influence and he is going to begin to send people out who understand how to open heaven over regions and there's going to be hubs and portals of glory and revival that are opened over cities and they're not going to be the the ones that everybody thought I'm telling you, I feel the spirit of the Lord. I felt this for the last two years. God is done with the places everybody thought he was going to use. He is not looking for state-of-the-art buildings. He'll give it to you and he'll build it. But unless he builds the house, he that labors, labors in vain. He is looking for places that might not have everything through the natural eye, but they are hungry for a move and they understand apostolic influence. And they're going to see the heavens open over their region, not just over their church. And they're going to see their schools change, their government change. They're going to see everything in their region come into alignment with the kingdom of heaven. And I know you didn't ask for all that, but I'm just saying that to say, man, that's my heart is I, when I come to a house, when I come to a before, before a group of sons and daughters, I want to serve the house, but my heart is to see heaven open over regions. And so as far as evangelism goes, man, I've been blessed to be able to stand on some really great stages and some really great houses. I have some coming up, man. And uh, it is always an honor to go and speak into a generation and prophesy into a region. Dude. Yes. 
<laughs> that's, that's awesome, man. That, that, I mean, that, that's really great. I'm, you know, honestly more, like you said, I didn't ask for all the more detail you can give, bro. It's great. <laughs> no, I like, I really want people to know who you are, like, you know, what God is doing God. and you know, what, you know, and what, you know, what your heart is. Uh, Cause dude, uh, you know, there, there's been so much that, you know, I know that that is going on, but you know, God, he is, He's consistent through it all. And Amen, uh, Amen. And there, there's been so much. I'm trying to figure out where can oh, okay. So real quick, before we can go on to the next thing, if people like, hey, you know, they hear you, they're like, it'd be really cool to get to know you to kind of uh, inquire, but like, you know, how they can get a hold of you. What's the best way they can see, like, hey, we would like to see to have you come to your to our church, hold a revival or whatever yeah, the circumstance yeah. may be, what would, uh, how can they get in contact with you? Yeah. If you, if you would be interested in having me come to serve you guys, uh, I, the best way is one of two ways. I have an email. So Luke Remington booking at gmail.com. You can send an email there. Some of my team will get in contact with you. Or honestly, you can just send me a friend request on Facebook, send me a direct message on Facebook. Let me know you sent it somehow comment on a post. I'll look and I can get connected with you that way. I'm not hard to get in touch with. Um, and, you know, any of you guys sitting here saying pastors, ministers that are saying, no, we would like to have a move of God. And you feel the Holy Spirit directing you to reach out to me. I would love to get in contact with you to see about coming to serve you and speak into your lives, your house and your generation. So, yeah, that's the way, man, either that email or just a direct message on Facebook. Yeah, that's good. And also what I always find to be very important is that whenever you know, you know, people are doing the will of God and the work uh, and the work of God, you know, they're becoming his hands and feet at all times, uh, just as you know, you're doing, it's like, you know, you're serving at your youth. And then also when people want you to go, you, you know, you go and you pour out as well. And so, you know, we can, we can say that, that you, that what you're doing is good work and it's also good soil and it's good soil to sow into. And I believe like, you know, when we pour in, we partner, you know, with what God is doing, you know, we also first it's blessing the, the minister, but it's all, it, right. all blessings also attached to it. So there's all, right. so there, it goes two ways. It blesses the right. minister, but also you are, you are blessing the, 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 yeah. the soil that is in heaven as well. Um, yeah. yeah. And so if someone's like, hey, I, you, they hear you and, uh, you know, and even if they're not able to go out and deceive, but they would want to partner with you financially, how can they actually, yeah. what, how would they be able to give to you, man? Listen, man, if you guys feel the spirit of the Lord leading you to do that, leading, leading you to sow into my life, you can just hit me up, uh, hit me on Cash App. Uh, I think it's in the description, but it's Luke Rim uh, Cash App, and then Venmo is Luke Remington underscore. If you guys feel that leading, uh, you know, praise God and bless you. And so, if you if you want to do that, that's how you can do it. Good, good, yes. Um, so yeah, man, that that's awesome. Uh, I'm really glad uh, because I can tell you that people that feel like, hey. I can only give like $5 a month, $10 a month. And it might not be as much yeah. as people that give 20, 50 or hundred. It's like, look, all of it matters. Like, first right. of all, even if it's first, cause it, God sees the heart, but also yeah. it's not just that it's like, you are literally helping shape the world and generations that are being Praise touched. God, yeah. uh, and so yeah. like all of it matters because it takes, you know, it takes a lot of little, it, ta- it takes a lot of members to build the body. Uh, Amen. And that's what, and that's what I really yeah. do believe. So Luke, 
man, if I can ask you, what has God been placing on your heart? What has he been speaking to you lately, man? Yeah. I think the main thing is, is there, and this is going to sound simple, but it's really, it's really, it is, but it's profound. There is still a hungry generation in the land today. Mm. And so many people have thought that this generation is not desperate and hungry for the move of God because they're not feeling church like they used to, or they, they see things that are wicked in this generation there is still a hungry generation in the land. Let me tell you what they are not hungry for. This generation is no longer hungry for systemic religion. They're no longer hungry for watered-down gospel. They're no longer hungry for church with no supernatural. They want the real thing. The reason that this generation has rejected what you have called gospel is because it's not gospel at all. It's style with no substance. You think because you have the smoke machines that you have the glory, and you don't. Listen, friend, this generation is not hungry for, for, for this this what and, and, and can I can I can I speak it how I feel it brother they're not hungry for this woke pseudo intellectual nonsense psychosemantic ambient mess they want the real authentic presence of God I love LED screens I love lights we have them here I believe that it's so it it, it conveys a heart of excellence but friend if you are dependent on that and you have your three songs and a 15 minute sermonette that's that pumps people up and you wonder why young people aren't coming to your church when you have on jordans and you have on chains and you have on the you know bless god you look like you came off a maverick city cover you know what i'm saying i love maverick city you look like you you look like you just sang in their choir but you're you're 70 years old and you don't wonder you wonder why they're not coming to your church when you're like well i'm dressed like them i i I bless you for that, and I thank you for being mindful of a generation, but they are not after style with no substance. They want the substance of the spirit, and they want the encounter with God. Listen, we we have such a diverse uh, uh, style here at ALC. Our, our apostle, he he's liable to preach in a suit one Sunday. He's liable to preach in Jordan's the next Sunday. Uh, I'm the same way. You know, there's a diversity of style. We play everything from Maverick City, you know what I'm saying, to old school gospel praise break. You know, we do it all. But what our house and what this generation longs for is the anointing of God. There is still a hungry generation in the land. And I feel like a lot of pastors and a lot of ministers have given in to this ideology that they're like Elijah. God, I'm the only one left. And the spirit of the Lord is saying, no, there are 7,000 that have not bowed their knee unto Baal. There's still a hungry generation in the land. And what what I feel the spirit of the Lord screaming is if we would stand up with an authentic representation of the gospel and the move of God, we would see the harvest of sons and daughters come. The light show's not going to do it. The the concert's not going to do it. The the, the catchy one-liners that you spent five days coming up with, they are not going to convict the heart of this generation. This generation is hungry for the real thing. Let me tell you, I have been in I have been in small group settings, high school, small group settings where we we're coming together doing the most basic small group that you can do. We're, we're coming together talking about the gifts of the spirit, 25, 30 high schoolers. It's not a service. It's a Bible study coming together, opening the Bible and, and, and beginning to allow ourselves to encounter the Holy Spirit. And, and all of a sudden, 
what you'll find is at the end of the Bible study, there's a tongue, there's an interpretation, there's people laid out on the floor, mantles are being picked up, anointings are being imparted. Why? Because even though there wasn't all the hype and there wasn't all uh, everything that, that, that church growth books tell you, you need to reach this generation, that wasn't there. But what was there is the one who brings the harvest in. Newsflash Church, his name is the Holy Spirit. I, I, I'm not I'm not here to preach, but can I tell somebody watching this? The Holy Spirit does not run the harvest away. He brings the harvest in. We can't speak in tongues because people get confused. They need to be confused because the things of God are what? Foolish to the natural man for they're spiritually discerned. We have made church so palatable to lost people that... Uh, I don't know who, who said it, but you'll probably know, uh, man of God, it was, I think it was Leonard Ravenhill said, the church has become so subnormal that if we ever act normal, we're considered abnormal. The church has been so subnormal for so long that when it actually acts as it should act, when you read the Bible and you begin to see things today that we saw in the Bible, the blind see, the lame walk, the deaf hear, demons cast out, we, we, we seem abnormal to every other church. But all we're doing is seeing acts in action. And that's what brings the harvest in. Speaking in tongues doesn't run a generation away. It brings them to the supernatural encounter with God. Do you know this, Andrew? My, my friend, Pastor Christian Oliver, came and ministered for us. He's a youth pastor at Apostle Jim Rayleigh's church. He quoted a statistic that blew my mind when he came and ministered at a worship night we had for youth and young adults this past Sunday. He said that 46% of this generation in 2020 and 2021 report having practiced some sort of new age spirituality. Yeah, yeah. 68% of those 46% were professing evangelical Christians. What does this show us? That a generation is fascinated by the supernatural, but the problem is the enemy is more in tune with the pulse of a generation than the kingdom of God. So he's offering a counterfeit of what the kingdom should already look like to a generation to draw them into witchcraft deception yeah. so that they yeah. will forfeit what they were born to be. Yeah. If we ever understand that it doesn't matter what we wear as long as it's modest, it, it, it doesn't matter what type of music you play as long as it's anointed, if we prioritize the presence of God, a generation will abandon everything to come and experience the move of God. We were created, friend, to be in the presence of God. Your body, your spirit was designed for relationship with the Father. And how in the world will you think you will ever reach a generation designed for relationship without the one that they want, that the one that wants to be in relationship with them? We kick the Holy Ghost out and wonder why people want nothing to do with him, want, want nothing to do with church, want nothing to do with Christianity. Can I, can I say this? Can I tell you that you were never called by God to be a Christian? You were called by God to be a son and daughter. He never even refers to you in the scripture as Christians. The only time we ever see the word Christian in the scripture is when lost people saw the disciples at Antioch and said they look so much like Christ. They are little Christians. So anybody who's upset over little God theology, I'm not advocating everything it has to offer, but the title Christian means you look so much like Christ. You are a representation of him on the earth. Yeah. You were never called to be a Christian. You were called to be a son and daughter, a child of God. But what has happened is we have tried to make people into this shell of what we think the Christian is. And we have neglected the one 
who longs to draw them into a loving relational communion with him. And we wonder why a generation wants nothing to do with church. It's because they are burned out on Christless Christianity. They are burned out on watered down religion. But where there is an oasis of the outpouring of the spirit, I promise you we're seeing it here. We are seeing a generation flock here. They were raised Baptist. They were raised non-Holy non, uh, Ghost, whatever you want to call it. They were raised to, 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 to believe that this thing is not real, but they're flocking here. And you know what we're seeing? We're not only seeing them saved, we're seeing them saved. We're seeing their family transformed. Why? Because they finally found the thing they were created to experience. So what the Lord is speaking to me, there is still a hungry generation in the land. No, they don't want to look like church always has looked. No, they don't want what you have presented them that you learned in some church growth class. You know, Andrew, brother, can I, can I, can I say this? And I'm not trying to offend anybody. But as, as a young man, I honor this. I honor fathers in the faith. I honor them. But tell me what kind of sense it makes that you have pastors going to sit in a classroom taught by a 60-year-old man on what this generation wants to see. Well, you gotta wear a you gotta wear a bomber jacket, you gotta wear a chain, you gotta wear a hat. You know, I know that that's not your style. I know you've never done it, but you better dress like them, and you better have this amount of this color on the stage and another amount of the other color on the stage, and and you better have all this right mix, and your songs better go this long, and your sermons better have this type of element in it. By a person who is so far removed from this generation, doesn't make sense. Can I speak for what Generation Z wants as a member of Generation Z? And as a pastor to Generation Z, they want the move of God. That's it. There is a hungry generation in the land. In a dry and thirsty land, God, we are not asking for water. We are asking for your spirit. They are crying out for something to come and change their culture. They are, they are committing suicide. Why? Because they have found religion, but they have not found relationship. And there is a generation literally screaming, where is the authentic move of God. Mm. That's what the Lord's speaking. There's still a hungry generation in the land. Mm. Mm. Man, there's there's so much in that. Uh man, like there there <laughs> really is like like you said, it's be one of somebody like she's a spiritual mother of the faith to me. Like I served uh this woman's ministry for several years and she said she would always tell us go all in. Yeah, and she said, yeah. she said, go all in. She said, either be a Christian or yeah. don't be. She's like, yeah. there is no in-between right yeah. now. It's like, yeah. you cannot expect to uh, go out and start living. Like you have to live like in compromise. Like you were saying, like, like how other right. people right. have been trying to say, Hey, you have to go this way. You have to go look this way. A few years ago, I was reading some job descriptions about how to serve in a youth ministry. And, um, and I did not go to this place, but the play, the thing is one of the things that said, you know, you have to know what the top like 10 secular songs are in the world. You have Ridiculous. to do all this. Basically it was saying, it was saying, you have to know this, you have to do this. And I get it. You, they want you to relate to people, but they were saying you have to conform so much to the world that you almost look nothing like Christ. And I was like, this mm -hmm. is, that's dangerous. Like no, that it, is it, dangerous. It is and it's it's very in my in my print uh, my understanding it's a little hypocritical 
Um, you know, because like you were saying before, people want the real thing. They want a real yeah. encounter. They have a real touch. Why? Because they're going through real issues. Like there's kids, yeah. like you said, they're going, they're going out ODing and just dying. They're going out jumping off of cliffs. They're going out and grabbing their parents' guns because they don't know the hope of Christ. They really feel mm -hmm. hopeless. They feel bound. They feel like they're in shame. They feel like there's yeah. no escape for what yeah. the world has to offer. And they, and yeah. you know, yeah. and all they have to know is that Jesus loves them. But and I'm they telling know you. That, that his heart is to set them free and to call them, to call them his own. Yeah. It will change everything about them. Yeah. yeah. Like it literally yeah. just, I can tell you the presence of God doesn't go somewhere and, and, and leave somebody the same. The presence of God always right. brings change. The yeah. presence of God always brings change. And that's what you're yeah. saying. Like, like they want those, they want to have the presence of God. They want to have the spirit of God live in them, on them and through them. It's because they're going yeah. through yeah. something that they need God more than ever. And right. it doesn't matter if you're six or if you're 60, God, he's still yeah. going to move in you and through, because there's no many Holy Spirit. There's no many Holy Absolutely. Ghost. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Come God, on. he's going to, he's going to touch our hearts in the same way and then show us how to walk into his, his authority yeah. and his love so much yeah. more. And yeah. man, uh, there, there were so many things that you, that you said that were, that was just like bringing up things that uh, the Lord's been uh, just even poking up my heart uh, recently. Yeah. Uh, and you know, you were, one of the things was that there was so many kids, almost half of our kids have, been practicing a new age element because it's been so yeah. ingrained in our culture and it's right. and, and it's not been like overnight they've been doing it by planting seeds by after seeds after seeds to where it looks cool to where even in church you know you have people suggesting to watch movies about witches and warlocks as a fun right. night and like it's like what in the world yeah. and um dude um, you know, something that the Lord, he was showing me, if you ever, have you ever uh, listened or read anything from John Revere? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So he made this statement. He was saying, uh, he was like the, that he was reading in Genesis three and he didn't realize it, but it, he was saying that God, he was showing him that Satan, when he came into in the garden as a serpent, it's like, it's like he tempted Eve by the good of the tree. And it was so interesting. And I was like, whoa. And it was like, he was like, because it's the, the tree of knowledge of, and of good of evil. Yeah. yeah. And so he was like, he tempted her. It was by the good of the tree showing it was good for food. And it was like, it was, it was something that it was, it was good substance for her. And she yeah. thought it would yeah. change her. And it did. It just was yeah. internally consequential. Pleasant to the eyes and desirable to make one wise. Yeah. Yep. And it's uh, one, one of uh, my old mentors, he, he even says, he's like, you know, the, what the world can call normal, God calls it deadly. The word will call it deadly. And, yeah. uh, and, uh, but I was just thinking about this. Man was led into sin by the temptation of the good that sin That's had right. to offer. But you also read where it says, it's the goodness or other translations that will say the kindness of God that yeah. leads all men to repentance, that draws all men to repentance. And I'm yeah. just, and I just am thinking about this. It's like, wow, the enemy tried to make something that was deadly look good, but God's 
authentic the, his authentic goodness is the one that's actually going to draw them out of yeah, the pit of sin and yep. so this is what i was this is what i've always been thinking it's been on my mind while it's like where the enemy try to bring corruption god's going to bring redemption and I mean, so what yeah, i'm saying is like on. you know there are people out there they might feel like man i'm just so far gone you know like i've right. already been this like i'm wasted now like i like like literally like I, I had it all going for me now i've just i've screwed it all up but what yeah. God is saying, he's like, man, what the enemy used for evil, God, he's going to use Come for on. good. And so, like, Come you know, on. the goodness of God, it's going to draw people to repentance. That's repentance right. brings change. It's a yeah. change of lifestyle. Yeah. And we already yeah. know that anyone who is in Christ, all the old things have passed away. And all Completely new. You, we have become new. So, guys, like, even if someone's out here watching today, like, New Year's, like, man, I just feel that there's, that I've just messed up. Or I, like, you know, there's some things that you need and that you need a real touch from God. I just want to ask you just to even call out to him. Just say, God, I need you. Just show my, show yourself to me. Yeah. Show yeah. me that you are, that who you really are. Show me how much you love me and show me your goodness. Because yeah. if you can get a glimpse yeah. of his goodness, Everything else yeah, will change. Just call out to him, man. But yeah, dude. Um, yeah, let me say this, man, if yeah, you don't mind. I just yeah, want to say for it, it, really quick. It. You said you said something, uh, you know, people out here screaming, I'm just too far from God. Do you want to know what the word says in Psalms 139? It said, I can ascend to the highest mountain and you're there. Yeah. I can go to the depth of the sea and you are there. Where can I flee from your spirit? Mm. David said, where can I run from your presence? Let me correct this legalistic mindset. You are not far from God. God is chasing you. He is there waiting on you. You can run into the deepest, darkest, most depraved act of sin. And God is still there calling out unto you saying, come home, son, come home, daughter. Allow me to remake, redeem and regene you so that you will become who you were born to be. You are not far from him. You know, we talked a lot about, uh, we, we mentioned new age. If you're in witchcraft, if you've, if you've fallen into this, this is not judgment. This is not condemnation. There is truly a better, there is a better supernatural for you. Yeah. And the one who lives in a spaceless, timeless dimension is there. You're not asking him to come. He's there and he's just going to reveal himself to you. So it doesn't matter how far you've ran, what you've done, what bed you crawled out of last night, what you smoked before you watched this live stream, what you put down that was in your cup. It does not matter. You can make your bed in hell, the Bible says, and he's still there. So what I'm encouraging you to realize is this. You are not far from God. Yeah. You're not far. He is the father that is standing on the porch calling unto you to come back home. He is near to you. He is, he is close to you. All you have to do is say, Holy Spirit, I'm here. When I got saved, Andrew, and this is going to ruffle some, this is going to ruffle some theological feathers, but I don't really care. I, this is how I got saved. I was raised in a, a home where I knew the sinner's prayer. I knew the steps, the ABCs, but I lived like hell. I had no relationship with Jesus. I was lost. I was, I was religious, but I was not reborn. 
And, and the spirit of the Lord convicted me on New Year's Eve night, December 31st, 2013. I was 16 years old, sitting in a living room drunk. And he literally came in the room, convicted me of sin, righteousness, and judgment, spoke to me. The very first word he ever spoke to me was son. And he said, son, if you'll come back home, I will, I will break the power of hell off of your life. I will make you new. I will save you. I knew, I knew the gospel. I knew the story. But I was not born again. My sinner's prayer in that living room at 3 a.m. on New Year's Eve day was this. God, I'm here. That's it. I'm here. I want to come home. Three words. God, I'm here. And, and that statement right there was packed with repentance. I'm, I'm, I'm repenting from dead works. I'm here. And he was already in that room. He was already in that moment. He already had chosen to reveal himself to me He's sitting there. I was drunk. I was running from him. I was not looking for him. He was there. And what I want to say through that is this. He is not far from you. He is close to you. And all you have to do is confess that you are here. Say, God, I'm here. I surrender. And he will come completely wreck you. He will change you forever. He will draw you into a place of freedom, of healing, of love, of peace, and of joy. You are not far from him. Just recognize he has never left you. That's good. Yeah. And um, something else that uh, that I really love that the Lord has been put on my heart the last couple of weeks is that God, he's not going to go and shame you. Come on. He's not going to shame you. And it's like, even with, uh, as we read in Luke with the prodigal son, as you know, when he goes and he and he wastes all his money, the brother says it was on all his money on prostitutes and other scriptures. We yeah. find that it was because he wasted it on friends or they say foolish yeah. things that didn't even matter. You know, yeah. when, the, when the father was urgently waiting for him for his son to return and his son yeah. didn't even want to come to him. And just to even Come be on. his son, he was actually coming to be a servant. But God, he's like, no, he's like, I want to call you mine. He's like, I want to yeah. say that you are my son. But the thing is, when the son came home, it even says when he was a when he was a long way off, but he was still in his sights. This is the father took off and ran after him. He was pursuing him. And so it's like, even right now, if, even if you've been feeling like, you know, just even that place, know that God, like what Luke was saying, he is there. He's going near you. He's also running after you. God, he's yeah. literally there waiting just for you to turn the corner, <laughs> to turn the corner in your heart, just to say, man, it's like, I want to make the decision to come home. So it's like what Luke was yeah. saying, to go to, to come back to the house of the father and the yeah. father's going to run after you and pick you up. Yeah. And the thing is, he didn't go to the son and say, man, I can't believe you just wasted all my money. Why are you coming Not home filthy? Why did you do this to yourself? He didn't do any of that. He said, hey, come over here. It's like my son that was lost. He is now found. The one that yeah. was dead, he is now becoming alive. Go and bring this. Go bring this. Go bring the ring that shows that he's part of my family. The one that has the carries my authority. Come bring him a clothing showing that I cover him. Give him the shoes to show him that he's going to walk in the same way that I walk. Man, there are yeah. so many things that God, when he gets a hold of you, he wants to redeem you. He doesn't want you to, yeah. he doesn't want to leave you where you were. He wants to completely transform you. And like Luke was saying, bring you an identity of a son and a daughter. Mm -hmm. he wants to bring you in the house and not only that he celebrates you 
like you have to even read in like uh in, in the gospel of Luke, where he says man he goes and he celebrates him he goes and he gets a, a whole party just showing that heaven celebrates you man you know yeah. like god's excited to see you but yeah praise god <laughs> yeah dude um yeah man so Hmm. Hmm. so is there anything right now that's on your heart that you that you want to share because we can we can go in a couple directions we can either go ahead and start uh we can start praying or if you feel like man god giving you a, a word you can, that you want to release you can go for it um yeah so i feel as though that uh that there is someone that is that is going to watch this or I can't see the people watching now, but you, you, you're watching now or you're going to watch this. And uh, as a matter of fact, your name's Rebecca and, and you're struggling with depression and the spirit of the Lord right now is wanting to, to come into you. You're watching this in your bedroom. He's, he's wanting to completely right now eradicate the spirit of depression and heaviness from your life. And I, I, I hesitated to say this because I never want to speak uh, something that I don't know is the Holy Spirit. But let me tell you, I know that this is the Holy Spirit. There is someone, there is a young lady named Rebecca who is watching this either now or you're going to watch it. You're sitting in your bedroom bound by depression. As a matter of fact, I see pill bottles on your bed. You're laying face down on your bed with pill bottles to your right, right in front of your face. And you are questioning whether you should take these to end your life or not. And the spirit of the Lord right now in the name of Jesus is eradicating right there. It just left. He is eradicating the spirit of depression and you are feeling the garment of heaviness being being lifted, the spirit of heaviness, excuse me, being lifted off of you right now. And God is placing the 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 absolute freedom and joy of the Lord on your life. You're saved, you're a Christian, but you've been bound. The spirit of depression and the spirit of heaviness and the spirit of insecurity has bound you. And in the name of Jesus, it's already left you right now. But I command Rebecca, you to be baptized and the Holy Spirit and fire right now. You are called to be a prophetess. You're called the Spirit of the Lord. You're called to be a psalmist in the name of Jesus. There, there's prophetic songs even flowing from you now. Just begin to sing, Rebecca. Begin to sing out in the Spirit what you are hearing. That is... I feel the Holy Ghost. That is God surrounding you with songs of deliverance. The Bible says he surrounds you with songs. He sings over you songs of deliverance. And you are echoing the song of deliverance that has happened in your life. You are called to be a prophetess. You're called to be a psalmist. And the Spirit of the Lord has bound you in depression. Because depression follows prophetic people, Rebecca. Depression follows prophetic people. Notice how Elijah was depressed in the cave. Depression follows prophetic people. Rebecca, daughter, the Spirit of the Lord is breaking this off of you. He's breaking broken it off of you. Begin now to sing what he's put in your heart. Release that. Go to your pastor. If you have a pastor, I sense that you have a pastor. Go to your pastor and tell him what happened. You begin to serve. You begin to walk the call of God out. And every time someone in your influence, I, I sense that you're in high school. So every time someone in your high school begins to speak out against you, to make you insecure, to make you go back into this depression, you rise up with the joy of the Lord and you change your atmosphere. Go to your pastor. Be used of the Lord. Rebecca, you're called to be a prophetess and you're called to be a psalmist. Sing those prophetic things he's putting in you now and 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 honestly just live in the freedom of the Lord. But that's what I sense in the spirit when you begin to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Brother, we can go any way you want to go now. 
Yeah. So, and we'll just even pray for Rebecca right now. Father, we just thank you that you thank are you, calling Rebecca home, God. Lord, we just even thank you, God, for just even the, the place the of deliverance that you're doing right now, that you're breaking chains, that you're breaking shame. God, we just even say the boldness of the Holy Spirit. Come and invade her heart. Come and invade her life. God, I just thank you for your transformation that's coming on her right now. God, I just thank you for a salt of all encounter right now. Lord, where people saw her as one way, but they will see look like Christ. Thank you, God, I Holy thank Spirit. you for what you're doing in her life right now. Thank God, we you, just even thank you for a stirring of your Holy Spirit that is coming in here and changing her. God, I thank you that you're welcoming you, a fervency in her, God, where she used thank to not you, know Spirit. what it looked like to just even feel alive. But God, I thank you that thank you are the giver of life. God, we just seek to take life, life, life right now. Lord, we just even thank you that guilt is gone. Condemnation is gone. Shame is gone right now. In Jesus' name. God, we thank Thank you for what you're doing in her life. God, we just even thank you for thank just you, what Holy Luke was saying, the anointing that you've given her. God, we just ask thank that you pour you, out Holy your spirit Spirit in a new way, in a fresh thank way, God. You, Lord, we spirit. thank you for Rebecca. God, we thank you for what you're doing in her heart. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Yes. Thank you for listening to this week's Fuel the Flame from Newly Awakened Ministries. You can follow Newly Awakened Ministries on Facebook and Instagram. You can also connect with us through newlyawakenedministries.com.